Hey friends, Dave here. Hey, real quick before we start the show, I just wanted to give you a small heads up. Um, this particular show, we are trying something different that we've never done before. And it's cool, it's interesting, it's awesome, but it's definitely different. So uh, please um, give us a little bit of break on the sound quality. Uh, our, we Subsequently, we went and got new internet today because our internet was a little bit sketch. But um, yeah, so uh, I hope you enjoy this, this show, this particular show, because we were in love with it. We were in love with our guest. We were in love with the recording. Uh, however, we uh, definitely know that our internet is not the best and the sound quality is definitely not the best. Nonetheless, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you being here. And uh, here we go. Seven to ten years, hopefully. Seven to ten years, hopefully, yeah. Um, So I was, like, we are finally, we finally did it. We drug our feet for a long time. (laughs) For a long time. Way too long. Yeah, way too long. And we finally got a new car. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was New Car Day Saturday. So I was very celebratory on New Car Day. Yes. It's New Car Day, so I'm telling everybody, hey, New Car Day, New Car Day. And somebody, like, hit me up, like, wait a minute, you celebrate New Car Day? And I'm like... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Don't you don't celebrate New Car Day? And it was just a weird interaction. Well, some people are pressed into getting a new car when they don't want to, so it's not a celebration. But oh, so thankfully, it, yeah. we have always been in a situation where it is a celebration, even as long as dragging our feet as we did. Yes. We still technically could have waited longer. It wasn't that we were. Up against a wall. No, no, you're right. Yeah. So, so like I everybody's get it. life situation is different. Yeah. And sometimes but it's like even still that you know, if if the the cards are dealt and you are back against the wall and you have to buy a new car, make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can always make the best of what's around. Oh yeah, you can try. I mean some it's yes, and I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Um, life is hard sometimes. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the apocalypse. It's happening all around us. Yeah. Stop, world, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, come in, listen, enjoy. It's time for a shout out. I love you. <laughs> I love you very much. Okay. I hope. I hope. 
I hope. Yeah, by DNR. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I think we're going to have a fun one this show. I hope so. I like I'm super excited about this one. I hope. I you hope why? No, just I'm reliving 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Thank you friends for finding us and hanging out with us. We're so grateful wherever you find yourself right now. We're grateful that you're spending that time with us. It it, it means the world to us. Please uh, find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. Spotify, um, we're there gently, gently waiting for you. Um, and please tell a friend, if you are listening to us, uh, we consider you a friend and nothing helps us grow our audience more than friends tell friends. So please tell a friend about us. We, we'd appreciate it. it. It helps us out. Thank you. And I just can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, we are a little bit giddy cause we like, we haven't done this for a little while, right? Hot minute. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a couple weeks and, um, I, uh, reached out to a friend and she was very grateful or, um, you know, like, yes, you know, and I was like, Oh my goodness. She, she she's going to do open. It. Yeah. She was very open to it. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, I, we get to do this. <laughs> so I'm super excited. And, um, and I don't want to spoil too much of this. So, uh, we have Debbie here hanging out with us. Um, find her on, uh, Twitter at Debbie and G. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Debbie's going to hang out with us. So, Debbie, uh, take a moment and uh, give everybody an induction about, you know, who you are and what you're all about. Well, hi. It's so exciting to be here, you guys. I'm really excited. <laughs> a little bit nervous. Um, so who am I? Well, I'm a wife of about 35 plus years, and together we've raised three girls, and we have 13 grandchildren. Oh, my <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> um, my husband and I played music professionally um, our whole life together. Um, I got into the teaching profession um, rather late. I started teaching at 40. And so I went back to school um, to become a teacher, a music teacher. And that's when my teaching career started. So I'm a teacher. I'm a girlfriend. I have tons of women friends that I just love to hang out with and um let's see what else am I I think I've covered most of them yeah that's awesome the fun stuff all the fun stuff uh, I was gonna say also an officiant too I like to marry people and I've married some people in the MB community at some of the different concerts and so that's something I like to do too oh yay hey, that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah I love that I love that um so, uh, how did the, just a, real quick, how did the love for music start for you? Well, I was raised in a musical family. My mom and dad were both musicians. Um, they had regular jobs during the day, but they played music at night on Friday and Saturday nights at the Eagles Club. Oh, cool. And, okay. Yeah. And so I was raised by musicians. They would um, come home after their gig and get me out of bed and make me play for all their drunk friends and you know <laughs> listen to me play all my silly songs and um anyway they they are the reason they're the main reason oh, that's awesome i i hope that we get to inspire our children to play yeah I mean, that's I, the goal that's the goal i mean we keep trying we really do keep trying <laughs> and they're nine and eleven mm -hmm. yes <laughs> yeah in our oldest one, definitely, she is a, the piano player in our family, and she's, cool. uh, there's a level, like, we 
uh, see her talent and we want to foster that talent. But, you know, uh, for young kids, and we'll, we'll actually get into it a little bit uh, in, in the interview, but uh, for young kids, they get pulled in all kinds of different directions. So sometimes her piano playing doesn't come first and it's it makes us sad you know because she is a talented player and uh we think she can do a bunch with it uh she just doesn't apply herself uh, you know and that's okay because she's 11 you know yeah uh so you are a fan of the dave matthews band uh, just from the music i hear you play all the time so where where does the your love for dmb fall or start in the timeline of your life well, I love telling this story. Um, it was in 2012, and I was up in the middle of the night trying to get my grades done by 8 a.m. And so I'm in my office trying to figure out grades, and I never listened to the radio, but I put on the radio, and you and me came on. And I was listening to it, and I just went, holy cow, who is this? I stopped right there in my tracks, listened to the whole song. As it was getting towards the end, I was praying that the DJ would mention who it was, and they did. And I've seen them 69 times <laughs> since that. Awesome. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we all have those moments where you just you go or you hear that song or that one thing, and you're like, okay, I'm in. This is my thing now, you know, and I, you know, we love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's part of our life very much so. Um, so teaching, I, can we get into that a little bit? Um, cause teaching is like a sore subject for us right now. And no, I don't feel like that's the correct description. The, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. it is a tough subject for us right now. Yes. Yeah. And I keep telling people I signed up to be a parent. I did not sign up to be a teacher. I am not a teacher cause teaching is a different <laughs> yeah. uh, helping with homework and yeah. molding life and teaching morals is one thing, yeah. but, um, trying to, to decipher long division the way I know it versus the way that <laughs> you're being taught nowadays. Cause this is more efficient. That's definitely a struggle. <laughs> yeah. So, so Debbie, how long, uh, were you a teacher and, and uh, where'd you teach? What, what did you teach? Okay, well, I taught for 24 years, and I primarily was music. I did have a small stint with math, which was a joke, because I'm a math idiot. But <laughs> in any case, that happened for weeks. Um, I taught band, orchestra, and choir, jazz band, and jazz choir, and small ensembles. In my la Oh, and piano lab. But my last five, about 14 years of teaching was high school choir and piano lab. So... That was where it pretty much laid into was to the bigger kids, the kids that could get my jokes. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say is like your favorite memory from your career of teaching? Oh, I, I've got quite a few. I, I guess, uh, um, well, one time, okay, my hair is really long right now for me. But a long time ago, my jazz band, this was a middle school jazz band, and they, we were working so hard for a jazz festival. And they said, Mrs. Zing, if, if we win, will you shave your head? And I go, yeah, I will. Because I always thought women who went through chemo and that sort of stuff, they were the most beautiful women on the planet. So we won. I had to shave my head. And from that day on, I have worn my hair on it like one, you know, just 
almost bald. Yeah. And uh, so, and it's become me, who I am. In fact, like um, Robert Stevenson, Dave's local coach, he knows me because of my hairdo, I swear. I mean, there's too many people, but because I would show up bald, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Every time. Um, but that was a favorite memory for sure. That, and I've had a couple others, really good ones too. Good. Uh, like what's, if you don't mind sharing, what's probably your least favorite memory from your career? I mean, teaching's hard. Yeah. <laughs> teaching's hard. There's a few, I mean, probably there was one time when a, a student of mine who was also a friend of the family, she decided, this was high school, she decided to turn on me. And what happens when kids in a classroom, sometimes the bad apple tries to turn everybody. And she was trying really hard to do that. Well, anyway, it was so hurtful because she had been a friend of our family. Um, we helped their family out with groceries at Thanksgiving time and did lots of things for them over the years. And then as a high school student, she decided I was not, not worth giving any respect to. Mm. And it was it was extremely painful. It was really hard. Yeah. And it came to a head, you know, in the office and her dad saying, this better be good, you know, and, um, that was hard. That was a hard memory. Yeah. And people, so probably the, yeah, it's, it's hard. People are hard. Cause I'm a likable person. I hate it when people don't like me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I have, I have the same issue. I want everyone to like me and there's people that just don't like yeah. me and that's okay. You know, as I've retired, I've gotten better at that, though. I don't give as much of a crap. <laughs> that's o that's so. okay, though, right? You Like, you learn that that's not what's the important part, that, you know, as long as you're yeah. happy. And that doesn't mean that it's okay to hurt people. That's not what I'm saying, but, that's right. the, yeah, that you, you need to do the things that keep you happy and just wasting your time on people that, for whatever reason there there's nothing you can do to help them out. Mm -hmm. It unfortunately there are times you have to walk away and yeah. it's sad, but it's too bad. It is. It yeah. happens. Unfortunately. So, our world is different right now. Right? So it's constantly changing and, and Debbie, I know you said you're retired, but um this is uh is it you know, this is a, a question that I'm, I'm actually really interested in uh, because you're a seasoned veteran and, and you have taught for a long time. So would you say uh, teaching uh, now, teaching music now is easier or harder than it was maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Um, and like, and I preface this by saying, you know, our daughter, uh, we struggle with our, she is very talented when it comes to sitting down at the piano and, and reading music. She reads music like, uh, it's, it, like it's a second unreal. language to her. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I wish I could read music the way she reads music, but she just doesn't care or like the phone is more important or there's always something else that seems more important than her doing this thing that she's really talented as. So, uh, what say you, Deb, what, you know, is it easier oh. now or harder now? I, it's, it's definitely harder. I mean, from when I, from day one until the day I retired kids that there was less respect for elders, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that's really, I'm old school enough that I really, really wanted respect in my classroom and I gave it to them and they gave it to me and it was usually not too much of an issue, okay. but is I think kids are so used to the right now stuff, you know, they can see what they want to see just like that. They don't have to work for anything anymore, basically. And so 
to play an instrument, a lot of kids don't understand that it's going to be take their life. It's going to own their life if they want to be good at it, you know? And and so they just want to play like my piano lab. They'd come in and they'd go, let me play this, you know, from day one. And they didn't even know where middle C was, you know? So it's like, you guys have to put in some time before you can play some Beethoven or Mozart. Come on. Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast. That's how it works. So if there's anybody, any kind of advice you can give for anybody looking to, uh, that kind of led into that a little bit, like what kind of advice could you give for anybody looking to be a performer now or looking to, uh, uh, learn music, you know, in, in our world we live in today, you know, the, the advice I feel like would be different than it was 20 years ago. I think that parents like your daughter that's taking piano lessons, you should kind of keep her in it, whether she likes it or not. For, she's not, not old enough to make that decision. And I promise you, I've heard more people tell me at 32, I wish I would have stayed on piano. So it becomes part of their academia is having a musical interest of some sort. Um, I don't know. Um, I, my, my dad was, he was a genius. He got me really fun music books. And I could play from those fun music books after I put in my piano practice time. That was a half an hour every night. So I always had all this fun music that I got to draw from. Today, you have YouTube. And like one of my grandsons, he he gets on YouTube and he figures out stuff, you know, and then he can play it. And I think that that's, that's okay. I mean, I would prefer to see kids learn it right, you know, learn music reading and, you know, because it is a language, like you said. And then you have so much more ammunition as a musician, yeah. you know, if you know. But with today, with with YouTube and stuff, anybody can learn how to play, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're good at it or not, you know, okay. remains to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, and I'm happy to hear you say that actually, cause that's kind of the approach that we have taken her, uh, her piano instructor, which we've gotten very lucky there. Um, she's, uh, classically trained. She went to music school. Uh, she's got a great, uh, background and she's she happens to be an older woman and she was very traditional and stern in the way that she teaches and yes. that was a struggle at the beginning that you know oh she you know she's so mean and if i don't practice at least 3 times a week i get yelled at yeah. and i yeah agreed that's yeah. why i'm sending you here because <laughs> yeah. i i want it reinforced that yeah. it's not just whatever you want to do this is part yeah. of your life or curving her fingers. She, yeah, yeah that she would she, constantly yeah, she, hold the bubble. Yeah. That, uh, What's the, it matter? Just let me stretch my fingers out. No, you hold your fingers this way a cer- <laughs> yeah. for a reason. That way you can, you know, skittle around the board, the keyboard a lot quicker. You have access, believe it or but not. But she would complain about uh, our music teachers making me hold my fingers in a curve. Yeah, <laughs> the, which now it's, you know, after four or five years, it's gotten better. Um but we we learned very quickly that the piano teacher, uh, you know, pulls from certain music books or certain songs to play from, whereas we love so much different type of music in our home yeah. that we would buy her. If she wanted to play Taylor Swift. I would buy her a Taylor Swift piano book. Yeah. Learn this. Uh, she like this this spring. She said she wanted to learn uh, "Lost Boys" by Ruth B. And I didn't know the song, so I looked it up. And I, yeah, if you want to learn that, so we talked to the piano teacher about 
purchasing this specific music and, you know, write whatever notes she needs and help her. This is what she wants to learn. And I feel like that's a good inspiration that she's playing something she wants to play. It's not just what's forced. And then, you know, she, the two years ago, if she would have said she wanted to play Lost Boys, I'd be like, there's no way you can do that. Yeah. You're just not that talented. You haven't put in the time, but now she has. So yeah, this is something you can learn. And I definitely encourage people to, you know, play what you want to play. It's not, it doesn't always have to be Mozart or Beethoven. Right. If that's not what you're interested in, hmm. learn the music and then play what you want to play. The next layer to that would be if, if students like myself, I like to play um, jazz. As, for instance, and so like I, my music now is just the melody and chords. I don't have to read all the black notes anymore because I know what to do with those pieces of information. Mm-hmm. So then, you know that makes you more creative still than mm-hmm. have to read a black note on the page. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. That yeah. Once you've learned it, once you know it, and you've put in the time, you can put your own spice in it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, friends, this is, I mean, you heard a little bit of it. Uh, Debbie has the piano right in front of her. And this is the first time for us at Shut Up, I Love You. I think we are going to try. Uh, Debbie is going to play a, a song for us. So, uh, thank you, Deb, uh, Debbie. And uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Debbie. <laughs>
my goodness. Thank you, Deb. And and friends, I'm sorry. Uh, there was a little bit of internet connection there going in and out, but I, I hope you enjoy that too because it was awesome. I, I really hope it recorded well. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out because uh, there was a little bit of internet connection going in and out, but it was still awesome. And, yeah, <laughs> I which I've said this to David, and I, did, I haven't said this to you yet, Debbie, but I listen to your music and... I'm not much of a liquor drinker, but I always feel like I need to have a highball in my hand or something, <laughs> you know, that, uh, I, yeah, I, I put on my favorite time to listen to jazz music is music is when I'm cooking and uh-huh. it, I feel like it makes the food taste better, come together. I don't know. It, it really does. And that I hear he'll like, Oh, here she, you know, she posted this new song. So I'll listen to it and I'm like, I got to go to the kitchen. This is just how it is for me. So, yeah. It's so beautiful. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, talk about your love for music, maybe a little bit more in depth here. Um, like, when did you start playing piano or compared to singing, because I know that's like a that's tough when it comes to playing and singing at the same time. Or was it all at the same? Is it you know you learned both of them at the same time for you, for you? Or and is is piano the only instrument you play? Okay, um, I played clarinet all through school. I played piano all through school. I played for all the choirs and that sort of stuff. Um, I didn't sing until I was a freshman in college, and there was a tryout for a solo and it was at the end of the year and I had been just the piano player but I said can I try out the vocal solo and anyway I couldn't believe I even raised my hand but that was basically the first time I sang in front of anybody Uh, yeah and yeah I'm kind of a you know I love to sing I love to sing a lot I know exactly who I am as a singer I cheat a lot I take breaths when I shouldn't um yeah, singing is singing and playing piano are my main two instruments now. I haven't touched the clarinet in years. To become a music teacher with a broad area degree from um, K through 12, I had to take upper strings, lower strings, upper brass, lower brass, upper woodwinds. I had to learn them all. Yeah. And I had to be able to play a song for the professor, like a simple little song, like a B-flat concert scale and then some simple little song on each instrument to show proficiency so that I could teach. Right. So... Yeah, um, no, the piano and the voice is my thing and has been my thing for quite a while now. And I also play bass. I, I'm not doing it, but, I, but I'll, I'll play bass lines. You hear it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a little keyboard that's below the keyboard here. And, and so, but sometimes it doesn't record that well. So I... I'm always back and forth about do I just want to do everything on the piano or try to play the bass line. So maybe on my next one, I'll try playing bass. So um, we believe that you have a very unique playing style. Um, Can you pinpoint like kind of when and where that voice happened for you? Or was it something unique that happened or was it you just found it through time? Well, I started playing music with my husband 30, 40, almost 40 years ago, and it was a jazz group. So I was really influenced by a lot of jazz artists, um, but 78, yeah. 
But Tanya Maria was, she's a jazz, she's an artist from Brazil, and she would play and scat. And I fell in love. That was my, that's me, that's where I'm going to go. But no, a lot of people have influenced me. Um, Chikoria, Kurt Elling, these are going to be some jazz artists, but I love Sting because of all the jazz elements that he brings to the music. Um, lately, we've been listening to Tower Power like we've never heard him before. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> We're just, no. Um, and the reason I fell in love with Dave Matthews Band so much is because their music is genius. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool to play. It's, it's not three chord wonders. Um, I have taught using Dave Matthews music um, on counting, you know, using six four time against six eight time and stuff like that. So I crank up, I can't even remember the song right now, but I, I would make people, you know, clap to it and do all, all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I guess for me, um, and that's where it started for me, the, the love for the Dave Matthews band. Uh, I was told uh, when I was a for, formative uh, child, I guess, because I played uh, slide trombone all through high school. I'm giving a, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> a little bit. Not at all. <laughs> and I played, and once I graduated high school, I was like, I, I uh, listened to uh, the, the Live at Luther College CD, and Tim Reynolds inspired me to pick up a guitar. And I, by no means can I, I know enough about guitar to know that I don't know anything about guitar. Um, but um, I did start taking guitar lessons from a music teacher. And my music teacher told me, he was like, musicians go see other musicians play. Absolutely. That was in my list of things to do. And I, yeah. Yeah. And um, when... Uh, when I heard that, it was like I it was very eye opening for me on my music style or my music whatever career because uh, yeah, Dave Matthews Band. When I went to go see them, they were. Uh, the best musicians doing the best music that I could see, uh, like, man, I, like very inspiring, not only the music, but the, them playing on stage and, and the being those musicians uh, doing that uh, for all these people. And I was like, man, this is just amazing. I was just so inspired, uh, by that. So, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the, the Dave Matthews band. So your love, for the Dave Matthews band, um, would you say um, DMB is unique when it comes to being like a rock band or a jazz band, or um, are? And I guess everybody who listens to them knows that they <laughs> are unique. Yeah, Dave Matthews band to me, they're one of the best bands on the planet and always will be. Um, Coming from the jazz background many years ago, like in 96, 97, somewhere in there, my daughter and her boyfriend bought me the Dave, brought me to the Dave Matthews band, like a recording of them. And I said, oh, that drummer's just way too busy. That was back then when I was just listening to jazz. <laughs> I now, you know, I, I, I still listen to all kinds of music, but I, I still love the Dave Matthews band. I don't get enough. There's never, I study them. I will, I will hang out listening to what Stefan's doing on his baseline. You know, I, I like studying, um, buddy and what he's doing now. And, um, Dave was interestingly enough, 
I didn't like Dave for the first two years. I knew that he was a genius. I knew that he wrote incredible music and he played like nobody else, but I didn't really like his voice. Yeah. And I, I had a hard time um, adjusting to that whole, and now, you know, I love Dave and I love the whole band and I get really ticked when people go, Oh, it's the labor Dave week again, you know, and what about the rest of the band? Yeah. Come on, you know, but that's me. I'm a musician and I like to yeah. make sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's everybody. They're all, yeah. they all have their own talent individually. Yeah. And when they put it together and they, when you see them having fun and playing off of each other and inspiring each other, that's when it's the best. Yeah. And yep. it was Leroy for me. I mean, going and seeing this guy playing a saxophone on stage, like I've never, the, yeah, the yeah, way that the, he the, did, the way he did. And, um, you just didn't see that. Uh, you don't see that in normal bands. So I was like, okay, this band is giving me something that's unique. That's different than uh-huh. what, what any other band is giving me. And, and what can you say? Like, is there things, other things that Dave Matthews bands, uh, give to fans that's unique to their style that they're, that they're doing. Nobody else is doing. Um, you froze up a little bit, but I think you said something about what does the Dave Matthews and give to fans? Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, the Dave Matthews band gives you or other fans that no other mu- musical group can give. You know, they. I it feel seems like, that way. Yeah, that they have a style or uniqueness, or there's something there that they 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 do it that I don't know that I've ever heard it anybody else like give that same thing or get, have that same sound or what is it? I don't know what it is. I keep trying to figure it out. The lyric <laughs> and what they, what they mean to all of us, I think is probably the bottom line. You know, we, we all have our song and how it talks to us or whatever moves us. And, um, I think that I, don't know. I love, I love every part of it. I love everything about it. So, because you're such a Dave fan and because you happen to be a musician yourself, what, like, what's your inspiration in their songs where you take it and turn it into your own thing? Like, do, do you, how, you know, what other bands do you do that with? Or, you know, what specifically is it about their music that you make these beautifully unique covers that not when people cover this band, this is not the sound they're going for. You're putting such a personal spin on it that it's almost like you're writing new music. Well, starting with the fact that I'm just a piano player, you know, there's <laughs> up on the stage. Um, I've done the same thing to the Beatles music. So I do a couple sets worth of Beatles that has a jazzy influence to it. Um, I call it the Debbie spin. Um, the Beatles, Carol King, DMB, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years just focusing on those. So like if I go out and play in clubs, not everybody knows who DMB is, but everybody knows who the Beatles are, you know, or at least they've recognized some of the tunes. So, but not to mention the fact that Beatles is, they're fantastic. They're fun to play and, and they're timeless and you can put a spin on it really easy. So yeah, I think... I just, it's just something I've always done, you know, it's, it just makes sense to me to be myself, you know, and 
I don't know if they like it. Like I swing the crap out of bartender. I don't know what they think about that. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think when anybody shows their creative uh, talents or or gets to be creative or inspired by other people and they get to twist it and turn it into their own thing. And, and that's what I believe you do, Debbie. You take uh, the, these, the, these songs that we, uh, these classic songs that we all know and love and you turn them into something unique to your own style and i like that i like it's inspiring on my end too as well watching those videos and friends if you haven't please go check her out right now at debbie d-e-b-i-e-n-g on twitter um go check her out she's all all her videos and her musics and stuff is is right there please go look her up right now uh don't listen to me anymore (laughs) pause (laughs) pause pause this pause your radio right now and and go check her out because it's um neat stuff and uh i think she's gonna play another one for us okay so the the first few songs i did was dave's songs and it's a medley of 14 songs that my husband and I have put together, but we know that would be too long. So this is the next section. Okay. Uh, We'll see how we do.
Yay. Yay. I'm so Thank glad you, you got you and me in there. Yeah. Fun. That was awesome. I was hoping. Yeah. And it was so uh, like I wanted to sing along the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I, I, hard not I could to. not like I, I have the microphone right in front of me, friend. So like I, I want to sing, but I don't want to ruin it. Right. <laughs> don't ruin it. No, I don't. Hear you. Ruin it. Yeah. Because I start singing and suddenly everything's <laughs> going south. Yeah. Um, no, that's like so fun. So fun. Um, I did Debbie, is there, um, like anything else that you wanted to talk about or did you have any, uh, shout outs or plugs that you wanted to put? Do you like, are you involved with any local charities? I know that you said that you, uh, helped like a family friend with groceries and stuff. Is it just like what you see when you can that kind of a situation or do you have something specific that inspires you? Well, I think it's important that we understand that we should all wear masks all the time. Whether we like it or not, just do it. There's that. Um, I think it's important to try to be a volunteer. Frank and I have many, many times volunteered at the nursing homes, but we can't do that right now. Mm. So um, I signed up to be a contact tracer, and I'm still waiting. to. They said they accepted my application. I'm still waiting. Um, and then I saw... Yesterday, when the Dave Matthews Band posted about being a volunteer for the voting booths or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just, that if you have time on your hands, you know, check on your neighbors or people that you know that might be alone. Um, I was just telling Frank the other day, we haven't, we used to be givers to um, St. Jude's Hospital, the Children's Hospital, and we haven't done it in years. And I'm really feeling compelled. I think maybe it's time to start giving to that. So St. Jude's, you know, all the way. Oh yeah. So agreed. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I feel bad. We didn't get to talk to Frank that much at all. Frank, is there anything you want to say about before we go? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Debbie told me she's like he's just a drummer it doesn't matter he doesn't have anything to say <laughs> stop it stop it no. so you guys have been married for a long time though right um, I, yeah, 35 years yeah. oh wait I gotta get rid of this thing okay so I guess that didn't matter to us but <laughs> 35 years we'll be 36 years this um, coming up this November okay so okay. any words of wisdom any kind of professional advice you can give us so we can make it that far. <laughs> yeah, you know, it hasn't been easy. We've had our ups and downs. We're both AAA, you know, I'm the boss type personalities. And so we've had to figure out, you know, and basically he just lets me do whatever I want. So it works well. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, so the, the one thing, friends, uh, you don't know this because this is a podcast, so we're here coming to you through your ears, yeah. uh, but Debbie, you're wearing a tie-dye shirt, which I absolutely love. Um, every time I see a new tie-dye shirt, I tell myself, I have to have it, and then I tell myself, you already have so many, um, it's okay to <laughs> lay off the tie-dye for a while, um, but do you make your own tie-dye at all? No, but this is special. This is from um, Sophie. She's a little girl that we camped next to at the Gorge la not, yeah, last year. And she is 11 years old and uh, quite the entrepreneur. And she made up a bunch of tie-dye shirts. And she borrowed money from her parents. And 
Anyway, long story short, she sold them. I bought two of them, and this is one of them. So shout out to Sophie. Yay. Oh, yay. That's awesome. So friends, please go find her at, De- at Debbie E-N-G, D-E-B-I-E-N-G on Twitter. Um, any kind of other social medias you have that you want people to go go to? Facebook and Instagram, and I don't. I just go by Debbie E-N-G. I, I guess I'm supposed to have some kind of surprise name, but that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, then, it's very we, okay. Yeah. Debbie you're, you Debbie, you're a beautiful person doing beautiful things. And thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation with you. It's been inspiring, if nothing else. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go on for here for another 15 minutes or so. You're welcome to hang out with us. We have a, a couple topics that we're going to bring up. Um, or you're, you guys can and go ahead and go on with your evening. It's up to you. I'm going to go pee. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks have again. A, yeah. Thank you. Have a nice evening. Okay. You too. Um, so how cool was that? I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, first time for us. And I hope it goes through. So we won't. Uh, I know the internet connection was a little bit scratchy there. Um, and I hope it, I mean, it recorded good on our end. But uh, we'll see once a, the friends, there's a bunch of technical stuff that I wish I could tell you I knew anything about, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, you're going to do your best. And that's all I can ask of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was beautiful beautiful and yeah this is the first time for us so we're we're uh shut up i love you trying new things constantly yeah so. no that um definitely uh which you know this about me but i i definitely like having jazz music playing in the background throughout my day mm. uh you know i guess depending on my mood there's times where no. i'm just absolutely raging so it's got to be something hardcore metal um but for the most part i think that my uh, baseline, my normal uh, e- equator of emotion is probably smooth jazz. <laughs> and uh, no, that very much, her music speaks to me and I have fun with it and I love it. And I kept trying to think, that I, I know that I'm not wording it correctly, but there's that saying like the, the best form of flattery is when somebody copies you. Mm-hmm. you you know what i'm talking about i yeah. i can't think of like it's imitation yeah like the, imitation the... is the best form of flattery thank yeah. you um and you know that's what it is like she loves dave matthews band so much and it inspires her so much um but she, you know we already hear their version of it Mm-hmm. So make a new version, you know, put your own spin on it. The, the Debbie spin, the Debbie swing, whatever she called it like that. Yeah. Do that. Absolutely. All the time. And I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody in that band saying, no, you shouldn't do that. I think they would all love that she's doing that. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah. And she's so beautiful doing beautiful things. Uh, we're grateful that she took the opportunity to talk with us. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we should do more interviews. Like we just, uh, I think we talk enough. We talk enough. You less and I, we, yeah, we yeah. know about each other. We need, yeah. we need to learn about less, more people, less of us and more of you friends. So please, if you are doing anything special and, and, uh, please feel free to reach out. We would love, absolutely love to have you on the show. Uh, we like lifting beautiful people up. Or if you even just want to talk about the tie dye that you make. Yeah. I mean, Rachel would be interested. Definitely. Yeah. I like doing themes. <laughs> 
<laughs> there, I was. I definitely had a yeah. watermelon theme for yeah. a summer. So we were at. Uh, it's not really a backyard gathering. I guess, right? Yes. A, a campfire. Yeah. Well, with some friends, but we none of us them. were sitting by the fire. There happened to be a fire there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we social distanced together. Is the, isn't that what people are saying now? Yeah. Let's social distance together. So <laughs> you and I sat next to each other and had a cooler, shared a cooler, yeah. and then a couple, the couple that was hosting was there. They sat next to each other and shared a cooler, and then there was an, a third couple there that sat next to each other and had a cooler and we all talked with each other Mm. uh, loudly because (laughs) we weren't too close, um, which I'm sure their neighbors were very happy about. (laughs) Like, ew, what are they even talking about? I know there was one conversation, which friends I'm not going to bring up, uh, but there was one conversation where I I remember my friend looking at me. He's like, hey, you should like not say that so much. (laughs) Yeah, not (laughs) out loud, outside. Yeah, let's tone it down. It's going to be funny. Um, But... And and I want to be very delicate on this because it's a a little bit of a weird topic. No, I don't want to say weird. Uh, I'm saying all the wrong words today. Um, It's uh, my friend made a comment about another set of friends of ours. And and it was not, he wasn't trying to be mean. He wasn't trying to be uh, rude or like, but I mean, yeah, no, I think it was just a personal observation. Yeah. And his observation was like, Hey, these guys are a little bit weird. And, they were they are odd people that the the people he was referring to are kind of odd people well the, right they don't always follow the social norms but mm. why mm. you don't have, have to. to and yeah, that's what we teach our kids yeah. you know you don't always have to follow the social norms yeah and i think he was um taken back by my cuz i kind of jumped on him a little bit about um, every, you know, you be you, you do you. It doesn't matter. Like, however these people want to do these people, let them do these, do themselves. Like, there's not, there's no rules. There's no code book right. on Right, they're who, happy, they're comfortable. So yeah. what if it's different than... The way well, you live your life. Right. And yeah, they're not everybody lives the same life. I hope not. Yeah, that what that a boring be, world. That would be a very boring world. So, yeah. uh, whenever somebody like starts, um, like, oh, those those people are weird. They do weird things, and I always want to not uh, celebrate. I mean, if they're doing weird, like uber weird stuff, uh, like I'm, I'm like, but for the most part, I'm gonna say you do yeah, you. Absolutely. You do your own thing because it's your, it's yeah. your thing. You don't have to bug me about it. You're and like, dude, dude's not telling me all the weird stuff that he's doing he's just being a weird dude and that's okay yeah uh so like here let's give an example okay um i am a mom uh okay you know this our friends know this it's questionable and i happen to be (laughs) i happen to be a mom who does not put on makeup every day no you do not um I do put on makeup sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have enough of a skill to know how to apply it for the correct occasion. Okay. Um, this mom, and there are women out there who apply makeup every day. That every is 100% day. okay. There are men out there who apply makeup every day. It is okay. If you're going to take the time in your day to apply makeup to yourself for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you're allowed to do that. Yeah. 
she does that. She applies makeup every day and it's always vibrant, brilliant colors with glitter and things, right? Things that are not your, your normal eyeshadow colors. Okay. Well, yeah. Why not do laser blue that matches your shirt? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. She's decorating. She's accessorizing. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, nobody's asking her to put that on and then present an award at the Grammys, which I'm sure that there's mm. women, people at the Grammys who would be more than happy to wear laser blue eyeshadow yeah. with glitter. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Just because it's not what you would do every day doesn't mean it's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah, and I guess there's um, like the rest of the world or people out there that like when it's not normal, our uh, instinct is to point it out or our instinct is to, uh, I don't want to say criticize, but definitely feel, make them feel odd that they're, that they're different than us or they're different than what we consider the normal. And I don't know that there is such a thing as normal. Uh, agreed. There should, there shouldn't be. I mean, as long as what you're doing is safe and you're not hurting anybody, please do it. Yeah. Yes. Express yourself, Mm. have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's important in life. Yeah. I mean, we do this podcast and it's to express ourselves and to have fun to have fun. Yeah. And yeah. even though almost everybody also does a podcast, we like to think we're a little bit different. <laughs> we like to think it. We are not, but we like to think that we are. <laughs> yeah. And this is us being humble. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think it. I'd like to think that we are, but yeah. And yeah. we're grateful that you listen to us for sure. Um, uh, so... Um, the other thing, the thing I had before, you know, we're, we're definitely pushing time here. Um, I have a core issue in when I go to therapy, I have lots of core issues and, and my therapist talks to me about, Oh, David, this is a core issue for you. And you know, this is something that you have to understand. That's who you are as a person, you know, and, um, we dealt with one of my core issues this week. And, um, I like, obviously I need to go talk to my therapist about this one. Um, because, I don't know that I'm doing it, and but maybe I do know that I'm doing it. I have issues with control. Uh, I find in my head that I'm making good decisions, I, or tell myself I'm making good, positive decisions, and I'm doing the right thing, because I, 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 I really feel like I am doing the right thing. Uh, and I am making decisions that are healthy and the best for the situation. However, those decisions are not always given to you first. Those decisions are made and you are felt you like you, I don't want to say lashed out at me, but you got a little bit drunk and lashed out at me about making decisions and you not being included in those decisions in that decision-making process. Okay. I I hear what you're saying. 
Um, and it's and it's my fault. It's I, like this is we're touching a core issue for yeah. me. Yeah, no. So um, that's really interesting to me. Did did like did this all happen organically this week together? Uh, the yeah. Okay. So let me just go back to. Okay, we have to rewind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and I are a couple. Mm. We choose to live our life lives together. Okay. Yeah. And there are definitely decisions that I make without you. And there are definitely decisions that you make without me. We, even though we are a couple mm-hmm. and we uh, are choosing to be together in what we recognize as a marriage, yeah. um, we're still individuals Yes, and we still get to do our own thing on our own. Yeah. Uh, but we, that being said, we choose as individuals to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we chose to have children together. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely times in my life where as uh, an independent, strong woman that <laughs> my mother raised me to be, and also being a mom and wanting have always having wanted to be a mom, there are things that I feel this is the correct decision for the kids. But the thing is, I chose to be with you and to have these kids with you. So you need to, I tell myself, I need to keep him in the loop on these decisions. He's a parent too. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. And I really try to make a point to do that. I know that there are still things that I decide without you. Yes. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the, the big ones, I really hope and try to discuss that with you before making the final decision. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's been a couple things recently where you made what I felt was a big drastic decision without discussing it with me. Mm-hmm. And I may not have seen that as a same large decision. Right. It didn't have as much weight to you as it does to me. Yes. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, that was why I said, well, you know, again, this is something that we should discuss because you don't know the weight that I put behind it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you do. Yeah. So you, you put more weight behind softball than I do. I see that as a fun exercise and you see this as uh, possibly a free ride to college, Yeah, you know, and we both value education. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a way to get there. Whereas I see dancing or music as a free ride to college and you would, you know, well, why not do something physical that you love? So right. Yeah. This is where we put weights on different things yeah. and that's why we as a couple should discuss it. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess uh, my thing was more about me. It's all about me. It's all about me always. Uh, no, but my thing was definitely, uh, I noticed a, a very glaring um, thing that I talk about a lot with my therapist is that I um, get out of balance. I get very frustrated. I get uh, like when I'm not in control of a situation or the sit- a situation is not going the way I feel like it should be going, I become frustrated. I become um, like not like, 
just combative over it uh, because it should be done my way. And uh, sometimes I my way isn't always uh, your way. And when I just go, oh, this is the way we're doing it and I'm taking it on because uh, that's what I do, it uh, runs it runs the risk of you lashing out at me because I'm making decisions without you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not, mm-hmm. you didn't lash out at me. You told me in a very drunk man- manner. <laughs> um, n- no, the, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, thing one, I'm not sure this is the correct place to be <laughs> having this discussion and airing yeah. out our laundry. <laughs> um, Friends, this but, is a very real conversation. Yeah, this is a very, very real conversation. I'm glad that it's going as positively as it is. Um, yeah, but I definitely... Uh, even internally battle between, I, how do I say this in the correct way? I want you to control me, but I also (laughs) want to have control that, right. You know, there, there are definitely things that, um, I chose you to be my partner because you are a strong leader, but it doesn't mean that I always want to be the follower. I also like leading sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And right, you know, just because you want to do something a, a certain way. So, uh, like if we're doing any electrical work in the house, you just shut off the main power to the whole house because there's zero chance of getting electrocuted when there's no power in the house. Whereas I would rather just shut off the breaker to that room, that area, because why, why are we making everybody in the whole house suffer when it's just one room that you're working in? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, like that's a control thing. I, I want it my way. You want it your way. It causes a little bit of a strife. Um, generally I concede and then go sit outside or somewhere that you are not (laughs) while you do the electrical work and then turn the power back on. Uh, but right. Just because you want to do it your way and I want to do it my way. Neither of us is right. Neither of us is wrong. We need to figure out what works for us. To sit and talk about it and understand what the decision, the mutually compromised decision is on this thing, you know, because you definitely, you conceded on the car. Uh, like we looked at a couple cars and, um, we bought a car that you definitely wasn't your first choice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, that it's funny that, uh, so we, we definitely bought a specific car. I, I wanted third row seating Mm -hmm. and I want third row seating without driving a tank around town. Um, so you have to find the right car that has third row capabilities, accessibility, but is not the biggest gas guzzling vehicle on the road. Um, so we've been looking at them and one of, one of my things was specifically that I did not want a white car. Yeah. And what is in the driveway is a white car is a white car. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, but when it comes down to it, that's not what makes a good car. Yeah. That's why it was easy for me to concede that. Like yeah. I did say hard no. Well, apparently it's not a hard no. <laughs> it was a soft no. It's 
this is soft now. Because I'm not going to divorce you over the fact that we have a white car in our driveway right now. Yeah. And, uh, like, it checked the car that we purchased, checked every single other box. Yeah. The only box it didn't check was color. Yeah. It's okay to... And, and some of the other things had white. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I can give up the fact that this is a white car because it has a leather interior that I can easily wipe up when the kids spill the food and the drinks that they're not supposed to have in the third row. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It just means that we're going to be washing it a little bit more frequently. Yeah. So what? Okay. So I have a song Good. this week. Um, it, it, it is, it does not check all the boxes, friends. Uh, when Rachel and I, we like to read song lyrics to each other. Um, our song lyrics are usually a top 40 song, uh, that you're singing, that you find yourself driving in the car and you, you're singing this song and then you realize like, what, like, how do I know this song? Who is this band? How do I even know this song? Um, but you know, you've heard it and you know, all the lyrics to it. So, um, that it does not meet the top 40 criteria. However, you knew all the lyrics. So here we go. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm everywhere. Given the light written on the pages, is the answer a, is the answer to a, a skip ahead. Don't, don't read the big. Okay. Reach for the stars. Fly a fantasy. Dream a dream. And tell me what you, or and what you see will be. Nothing. I mean, you literally ran from the kitchen to the living room and go, hey, is this... Uh, this uh... Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you saying that <laughs> triggers like what it is. Yeah. Thing one, I cannot tell you the name of that song or that band and the only... The only thing I know that from is the movie. Like I didn't know that that was even released on the radio. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a, most movie soundtracks are released. No. Yeah. I don't agree with that statement. One is a a movie that was played. Yeah. I would have never guessed this. Yeah. I know. I told you it does not check all the boxes. I mean, a little bit, because you did recognize it. Friends, it's the theme song or the main song from the NeverEnding Story uh, movie. And uh, I was, I turned on the movie. I was in a different room where I could not see the television. (laughs) Yeah. And the song started playing. And I went, you're watching the NeverEnding Story. Like, I don't. I don't you know that the lyrics into, even came, started. Yeah, you came running I, into the room and started singing all yeah. the words. Was I singing? Yeah, you were singing all the words. I don't even remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Never ending story. That's the <laughs> only part. I think everybody's singing that right now. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a big part of my childhood. Turn around. And tell me what you see. Yeah, we, 
speaking of the words. <laughs> it's just that you're so good at not reading it correctly. Yeah, correct. It sounds so awkward. Thank you, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, this was a fun, cool, fun show. Uh, definitely a special thanks to at Debbie Ng. Go find all her stuff. Uh, what a what a cool show. I um, yeah, like thank you. It was fun for sure. Um, please uh, find us anywhere you download podcasts: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, hit that subscription. Hit that subscription button uh, to write a review. Uh, it helps us out in so many ways. We just cannot say thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, friends tell friends. If you're listening to us, we consider you a friend, and we want to be friends with your friends. So take a moment and tell a friend. Nothing helps us grow our audience more. We have tried and failed so many different ways. So uh, <laughs> please tell a friend. Uh, we, we would appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and speaking of thank yous, thank you to you listening right now. Um, thank you. It means the world to us. Uh, thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music for doing all the things you do so we can do the things that we do. And uh, one more time, thank you to Debbie Ng. She was Debbie Ng. Debbie Ng. <laughs> and thank you to Rachel for a beautiful week. Thank you, David. Oh, I didn't even ask you how your week was. It's okay. We love all our friends. And that means you. And we hope you enjoy our podcast too. Don't believe anything we say. We're we were not actually all bullshit today. We were not. Because we'll be And we do you.